0: Welcome to another edition of Faith to Live By. I'm your host, Pam Christian, and boy, am I glad to be with you this week. It almost looked like it wasn't going to happen. My computer went on the fritz, and it was in the repair for about two and a half weeks. And I didn't think I was going to be able to record for this week, but here I am. My goal for this podcast is to help us better apply our Christian faith so we are able to live in the spiritual authority Christ died to give us and to make us all a force for Christ on earth. We all need to gain spiritual victory over life's difficult issues. And I'm sure we'd all agree the year 2020 is undoubtedly one of the most difficult years of our lifetimes, where we need to operate in our spiritual authority as never before. What we're experiencing is not a political battle, although one of the battlefields we must fight on includes politics. No, what we're experiencing is the battle between good and evil, freedom and liberty against captivity and oppression. Understand, it is our very freedom and liberty at stake in this battle, not only for the United States, but for the entire world. The battle is the most heated in America because America is still the leading nation of the free world, as ordained by God. God has a covenant with America, and as God's people, we are being called on in this hour to rise up to our rightful places of authority and, most importantly, unity. I want to appeal to my brothers and sisters in Christ on this topic of being oppressed and in bondage and how the fear of the Lord is our only hope. One of the most significant stories in the Old Testament is that of God setting his people free from bondage of slavery under the cruel oppression of the Egyptians, as we read about in the book of Exodus. This natural reality for the Israelites revealed the spiritual bondage God's people suffered being enslaved by sin. The Exodus, as a natural reality, was a depiction of God's desire for his people to be free from the bondage of sin. In the New Testament, the greatest story is that of Jesus coming to set the captives free from sin. Jesus quoted from Isaiah 61 verses 1 to 3 about himself saying, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, and they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Considering what has played out in America so far this year, Do you see the enemy's extreme effort to try to oppress God's people, to place us under his bondage of slavery, stripping from us our freedoms? Understand all evil originates with the enemy of God. The enemy influences people away from truth to use them to accomplish his wicked schemes. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and rulers in high places. Through the power of the occult, witchcraft, divination, and a lot more, many people have been deceived and recruited by the enemy of God to do his bidding. And what does the enemy of God want? He wants to suppress, oppress, and enslave people, especially God's people. What we have experienced, especially heightened this year, is the increased battle of evil against righteousness with the nations of the world being at stake. Understand, the inheritance of Christ are the nations of the world, the sheep nations. Psalm 2, verses 7 to 8 reads, I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, and the ends of the earth your possession. And more, understand, when Jesus gave us what we call the Great Commission, He said, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations." baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. We read that in Matthew 18, verses 19 and 20. In the days Jesus was on earth, the Roman Empire was the most influential. Caesar would send out ambassadors to take over new territory to expand the Roman Empire. These ambassadors would seize the land and then bring the people under the reign and rule of the Roman government, teaching them their laws and the Roman way of life. In this way, they brought the people of the foreign land into alignment with the Roman culture and government. So when Jesus spoke to his disciples, instructing them to go into all nations, it would have been understood to not just present the gospel but to teach them to observe all he had commanded. In other words, to bring the state or the nation of people into submission to the kingdom of God in contrast to an earthly government, teaching them the culture and the ways of God's kingdom. Now, let's consider our nation today in light of all that's been going on. For many decades, the enemy of God has been making inroads into our American way of life. Through the establishing of ungodly laws, through cultural reforms, through our education systems, media and arts, our political and governmental systems, and more, the enemy has been successful in making many changes and establishing his authority. When the church was supposed to be on watch, the enemy has steadily crept in and gained strongholds. What is the American way of life? Well, America was founded on Judeo-Christian principles, emphasizing the God-given freedom of all men to enjoy life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The American way of life is one that acknowledges God as supreme over all. The American way of life recognizes spiritual realities as greater than any natural realities with unrelenting belief in Jesus as our Savior and hope for the world. The early settlers and founding fathers for America fought and lost lives to be relieved of the oppressive British government, to be free to worship God as they desired, and as a group, they recognized God of the Old and New Testaments as supreme. Not that everyone was Christian, but everyone did recognize God of the Judeo-Christian Bible. America was founded on belief in the freedoms Christ came and died to offer all mankind. I say all this to cause my listeners to understand America has always been a nation established under God with a clear understanding that the battle we fight in this world is a spiritual battle. While the entire history of America has some serious stains and has issues today that need to be addressed, overall and by far, America has been the most influential nation of the world with our fear of God and republic style of government. America has done more to influence all the other nations of the world for Christ than any other nation or government. We must not lose sight that the nations are Christ's inheritance, and we who belong to Christ have been commissioned to make disciples out of all the nations. What we are seeing take place in America today is the greatest spiritual battle we have ever known since the Revolutionary and Civil Wars. What looks to be a battle in government and politics is in reality a spiritual battle. I hope I've made this abundantly clear because it is the foundation of this and my next few podcasts on the topic of the fear of God. Any Christian who says they do not want to be involved in government or politics is abdicating their responsibility as a Christian. When Christ said, go into all the nations, he did not exclude any aspect of life on earth. We are to be the godly influence in every area of life on earth to bring people to live according to God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Further, in America, we have the unique privilege of being a republic-style government, one that is for and by the people. Our votes are what determines who is put into office to govern our nation. Therefore, any Christian who says they will not vote is abdicating their responsibility to acknowledge the spirits of darkness who will infiltrate any place that is not occupied for Christ. Any Christian who is not engaged in the process of bringing God's kingdom on earth, who is not working to fulfill the Great Commission, is in a position of being disciplined by God. So I ask, considering the lack of engagement by Christians, as evidenced by the rapid decline of Christianity in America, is it possible the chaos and extreme destruction, the lies, the fears, and the vitriolic division are nothing less than the fruit of our doing. I'm speaking to my charismatic audience who understands better than most anything that is experienced in the natural is first played out in the spiritual. What we are experiencing in our nation, which impacts the entire world, is a spiritual battle, and unless we understand the truth and what's at stake, we will experience much more of the fruit of our doing to the destruction of God's intended gifts that were won by the life blood of many. Our right to life, liberty, and freedom to pursue happiness in America and all around the world are at stake right now more than any other time in our lifetimes. God is watching us, as He always does. And what we, his people, do in this hour will determine our future on earth for many generations to come, not only in America, but around the world. It is time for us to embrace a proper fear of God as never before. Now, let's move into an understanding of how the spiritual battle is playing out worldwide. America represents $20 trillion economy with China being the next in line with only $11 trillion. China's government represents communism, Marxism, socialism, oppression, and control under the enemy of God. America's government represents freedom and liberty under the grace of God. All the nations of the world are being shaken this year to reveal which are the sheep or free nations under God and which are the goat or oppressed nations under Satan. The level of fear is a clear indicator of the condition of the church today, and it's not good. Fear and confusion are of the enemy. Christians who succumb to fear actually have a faith problem. They either don't have faith in what they know, or they don't know what they should. It's understandable that those who are not Christians would experience fear, confusion, and hopelessness, but it is not understandable or acceptable for Christians. Now. If you are a Christian who has been harmed by excessive levels of fear and confusion, hear me out because what I bring today can help you find the certain hope, the confident hope you need to victoriously get through the fear. What we are experiencing, all the destruction and the evil that is being played out in our world today is an attack of the enemy upon the nations of the world. COVID-19 and more is not limited to America. No, the enemy seeks to destroy all the nations of the world, specifically the sheep nations. Why? Just as the Bible reveals, the nations are Christ's inheritance. And more, we who are Christians are set apart to co-reign and co-rule over the nations with Jesus. Our call to co-reign and co-rule with Jesus is for now, during life on earth. After Christ's return, the nations will be judged and all the sheep nations will become one. So the time of our co-reigning and co-ruling with God is in the time of our natural lives. Would you say the people of Christ are fully able to co-reign and co-rule with Jesus today? Not by a long shot. And this is why the Lord has permitted what we've experienced. The shaking and turmoil is to cause us to wake up to the truth, the truth about the raging battles of good and evil, and decide whom we will serve. If we are not actively serving God, then we are serving the devil by default. God is shaking the world to wake us up, and we as Christians must make ourselves known. To hide in our homes does not demonstrate the power and the authority we have in Christ. And by hiding and not being engaged, we make a mockery of our faith to the world of unbelievers, and it, this certainly grieves God's heart. Many people wrongly believe the evil and hardships we've experienced this year are evidence of God's judgment or condemnation on the church. It is not. It is God permitting us to experience the consequences of our own choices And in that, we experience God's remedial or corrective judgment. Remember, the church, meaning all genuine Christ followers, escapes condemnation through faith in Jesus. It is the world of unbelievers who will experience God's condemnation. I firmly believe it's the apathetic and complacent attitude of the church that has kept us from being engaged in God's kingdom plan that has resulted in what we are experiencing today. I listened to two broadcasts of Sid Roth's show, It's Supernatural, featuring Kevin Zadai, who had some tremendous prophetic encounters with the Lord. The Lord told Kevin to tell God's people that what is happening is not his doing, it is that of the enemy. If any of us had been believing that God is subjecting us to these atrocities, we are actually following the scheme of the enemy to blame God. No, as Kevin explained, the church is doing better than we think we are. Just the same, God is using what the enemy has produced as a test in our lives to cause us to come up higher, to put off fear, to put off the fear of the enemy, and to put on the fear of God. I've been pressing in to learn more about what we need to understand by discerning the times and learning what God's strategies are so we can be actively involved in His will being done on earth as it is in heaven. And I can guarantee you what is going on today is not God's perfect plan. It is His permitted plan with a purpose of waking up His sheep nations. And we as individuals must become engaged in God's plan. We cannot afford to wait for some organized Christian group of leadership to arise up. We each and every one of us as individuals need to be the ones who prayerfully intercede, and then we will see the results God intends. I'm convinced of the importance for each and every one of us to take our place in God's plan. If we don't, then we subject ourselves to God's discipline, which will interfere with the blessings God desires to pour out upon us. And in the process, we can lose the freedom and liberty upon which America was founded. What has been woefully lacking in America for decades is a proper fear of God, which is why today's program and the next few programs will focus on restoring the fear of God in people worldwide. Fear of evil is a reminder that life is bigger than us, but we who know God must focus on the truth that life is not bigger than the God we know. Let me repeat that. Fear of evil is a reminder that life is bigger than us, but we who know God must focus on the truth that life is not bigger than our God. What we are experiencing this year is a result of decades of the church losing, or better stated, abdicating its influence and responsibility. The salt has lost its flavor. The light has been hidden under a box. In God's mercy, we are being given yet another chance to repent and align ourselves with God to see His intervention in our behalf and to experience His perfect will on earth as it is in heaven. Second Chronicles seven thirteen and 14 states, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command the locust to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people, if... My people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. What has the world experienced this year? Well, headlines read, Worsening drought forces state of emergency in Puerto Rico. Romania and South Africa reports droughts. Iowa, Wyoming, Virginia, Oklahoma, and New York, and the Southwest United States, including Texas, are facing severe drought conditions. Reports of massive swarms of devouring desert locusts have been rampant this year, horrendously impacting food supply for an estimated 13 million people across Eastern Africa. The United Nations agencies warn that an additional 20 million people could be threatened if the crisis drags on. This invasion is similar to the invasion of the 1950s. One headline reads, Locusts are a plague of biblical scope in 2020. In addition to Africa, reports of swarming, devouring locusts have been cited in India, Brazil, and the world, including areas that border Pakistan and at least 10 countries in the Middle East, including Israel and Asia. Paraguay and Argentina are also potentially at risk. And I don't have to tell you that the worldwide pandemic of COVID-19 is a pestilence. Let's not allow the fear the enemy seeks to bring upon us take hold. Instead, we must learn to operate from victory with a proper fear of the Lord, the one who is far greater than Satan and all of his evil minions. It is God's desire to rescue us from all that comes from evil. It is also God's plan that his people actively partner with him to accomplish his will on earth. However, the church, meaning all who profess to be Christians, is woefully out of shape. For the most part, we are out of condition to effectively partner with God. We've been complacent spectators for so long, we don't have the ability to quickly step in as soldiers in God's army. We need to go back through boot camp and in a hurry. Praise God, when we are weak, He is strong, and He will help us in our condition to accomplish His will. So let's start with some basic training. I've shared before, I don't believe we're in the last of the last days, but the beginning of the last days, the time of the birthing pains. The Bible tells us that these last days, which we are living in, shall be perilous times. It says that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. We read that in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13. Notice it is the evil men who will suffer the most. The Bible also states there shall be perplexity and distress of nations Luke 21:25 men's hearts shall fail them because of fear for looking after those things which are coming on the earth Luke 21:26 As Christians we are not to be focused on the things coming upon the world or the earth but instead we are to be focused on the promises of God for his bride the Bible says there shall be a strong delusion upon the earth to believe a lie, and that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 12. As Christians, we are not damned because we have discovered and embraced the truth. The Bible states, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall shew great signs and wonders, insomuch that If it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Matthew 24, 24. Clearly, in this verse, it is not possible to utterly deceive the elect, meaning Christ's followers. Why does God tell us of these dreadful end-time events? To forewarn us so we can be forearmed and not fall into fear. We have the victory in Christ. What we need to learn is how to wield it. There are and shall be many voices arise in these last days, but no matter how miraculous the miracle, how vivid the vision, how powerful the preaching, or how descriptive the dream, if it does not line up with the written word of God, then it is not from God. It will take faith in the Son of God to stand in these last days, to not be deceived, and to walk in victory with God, no matter how pious, Religious, respected, or prestigious the speaker, there is one thing believers must remember in order not to be deceived. God never contradicts himself. I'm saddened to learn there are many Christian preachers and teachers who are espousing doom and gloom in these days. Since June, Pastor Dana Coverstone has become fairly well known because he published a series of dreams he had on YouTube. He readily admits he's not a prophet, and unfortunately, his revealed dreams have become accepted by many as what we are to expect in the days ahead. Pastor Coverstone's warning about the implosion in America has heightened the level of fear and dread for many, including professing Christians. This upsets me because this kind of fear is from the enemy. The fact that Pastor Coverstone's published visions have caused so many Christians to panic and operate in fear is evidence that proper discernment and understanding who we are in Christ is woefully lacking in the church. The fact that many Christians, including Christian leadership, have been adversely impacted by Pastor Coverstone's videos reveals how biblically illiterate we are. It also reveals how gullible we are and that our faith in God is lacking. We should never react to claims one person makes. We need to take counsel from the whole body of Christ. Proverbs 11.14 in the World English Bible Version states, Where there is no wise guidance, the nation falls. But in the multitude of counselors, there is victory. Consider that verse alongside Proverbs 9.10, which states, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of His Holy One is insight. Yes, we are living in perilous times, but we are more than conquerors. The victory is already won. Our focus must be on the truth of God's word, not on the threats and the claims of the enemy, who is already a defeated foe. We must know not only the word of God, but his character, will, and intentions. God never simply speaks of impending danger without providing his people a way of escape. A perfect example is 7 Chronicles 7.14, which we're focusing on today. Intercessory prayer is essential to bind the work of the devil and loose God's will on earth. God's will is for justice and righteousness to prevail. So as we see things that are contrary to God's will, we must pray with all the authority and power of Christ— Christians have the mandate from Jesus to use all the spiritual weapons of warfare to overcome evil. Prophetic dreams require spirit-led discernment. To help us in our basic training, I'll have a good article for you to read posted on the show notes from a group I belong to known as Intercessors for America. And in keeping with the wisdom of many counselors, I will post a link where Lance Walnow discusses Pastor Dana's visions on the show notes as well. In learning of the fear Christians have over the perilous times we're living, I wrote the fourth book in my Faith to Live by series titled Prepare for the Harvest, Confidence in God's End-Time Promises. I had no way of knowing how timely this book would be and also the fifth book in the series. I'll have information about them on the show notes as well. Understand, Satan only has as much power as we give him. I want you to really get that truth deep in your soul. Christ has already won the victory, and Satan only has as much power as we give him. With that said, let us also understand God has only as much power in and through us as we allow. Fear, doubt, disbelief, disobedience, unforgiveness are just some of the things that we can possess that will prevent God from working in and through us. Kevin Zadai's prophetic word is presented quite differently from Pastor Dana Coverstone's prophetic insights. Pastor Dana expresses an increase in all manner of evil leading up through November. Kevin Zadai's word expresses there will be increased evil that those who do not belong to God will experience up through Christmas. Pastor Dana's word did not express a plan from God for his people to find escape. But Kevin Zadai clearly shared what he received from God and how God's people will be spared and even rise up and become engaged with God's process to reap a harvest of souls for the kingdom of God such as this world has never seen. At this point, I need to close the first episode on the fear of God, but I urge you to make a point of listening to part two next week when we'll explore what we must specifically do in these critical days to overcome the evil schemes of the devil. Between now and then, please reach out to me. I really want to hear from you. Let me know if this program is a blessing to you or if there's a particular topic you'd like me to cover. Feel free to contact me knowing I'm asking you to. My contact detail is in the show notes. This program, Faith to Live By, is a division of Pamela Christian Ministries, LLC, a ministry that offers many different goods and services. There's my multi-award Faith to Live By book series, our travel division, my speaking and teaching ministry, my award-winning blog, and more. I invite you to visit my main website, PamelaChristianMinistries.com. I also ask you to support my ministry work by availing of the sponsors listed with the show notes or purchasing any of the books highlighted. You know, I never ask you to give to me directly. Instead, I want you to support other Christian businesses that have partnered with me to give you an opportunity to enjoy what they offer, knowing it also provides some financial support for the work I do. And by the way, I list all my show notes and bonus items on my website, faithtoliveby.com. On that landing page, there's a link and more information about my sponsors and partners. Instead of asking you to support my ministry by giving direct, again, I ask you to avail of the goods and the services that you'll read about in my show notes. If you don't see show notes on the platform that you listen to podcasts, just go to my website. Again, that's faithtoliveby.com. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel, and it helps people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. Be sure to follow me on Facebook at Faith to Live By TV, on Twitter at PLChristian, and on LinkedIn at Pamela Christian. If you'd like to be one of my insiders, subscribe to my complimentary bimonthly e-newsletter. I offer you your choice of a free gift in appreciation for your subscription. And lastly, visit my page for this show at faithtoliveby.com to enjoy all of the podcasts and broadcasts we've produced for Faith to Live By. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here to Faith to Live By where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.